The New York State Office of Addiction Services and Supports, or OASS, provides this podcast as a public service. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed do not necessarily represent or reflect those of the agency or state. This is Addiction, the Next Step. This is Addiction, the Next Step. I'm Jerry Gretzinger. Welcome. Thanks for joining us today. We're going to talk about all things cannabis. The New York State Office of Cannabis Management, or OCM, is responsible for regulating the legal cannabis industry here in New York. Joining us is Lila Hunt. She's the Deputy Director for Public Health and Campaigns at OCM. Now, Lila, we're going to talk about everything your agency is working on, from public health to safety. Hey, Gary. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, yeah, you know, as we mentioned, you're from the Office of Cannabis Management, and and you know, really, this is this is all such a new venture still for the state of New York. I'm sure you know people who are out there who are listening probably have a, a million different questions, uh, you know. But um, certainly, we couldn't fit all their questions into uh, you know one 20 minute podcast. But we'll do what we can today to kind of you know ad- address some some uh, some important information. We want to make sure we get out to people. And, and let me start with this. I mean, I know everything we do really starts with public health in mind, you know, so, so let's kind of get into that a little bit. Um, I know that's one of the first things OCM did, you know, considered public health and what they can do to ensure that as they, as they pursue legalized cannabis for New York state. Yeah. Thanks so much, Gary. I I think, you know, when you talk about cannabis regulation, it really comes down to harm reduction. And that's something that's baked in as a foundational principle and core ethos to the cannabis law in New York state. We can't speak about cannabis without addressing public health. And OCM has a public health and education team that works to protect communities. And that's across regulation. It's across data monitoring. So we pull together data sources to look at the impacts about cannabis across the, you know, you know, different populations. And then we also have a huge component here about education. There's been you said it yourself, so many people have questions around cannabis, and we haven't always had sort of traditional channels that have educated the public about cannabis. So we have a lot of work to do, and the office has really set out in prioritizing, starting to peel that back a bit and address the fundamental basics of what people need to know about cannabis and what people need to know about cannabis specifically in New York. And, you know, it's uh, that's great that you mentioned harm reduction because that's certainly such a large focus for, for our agency, Office of Addiction Services and Supports, and really it became a new division of the agency uh, in the past uh, couple of years. Uh, and, you know, we've, we've talked to people about what harm reduction is, and certainly it's about, you know, uh, not saying, you know, that – saying don't use, but use safely, use responsibly. And I know that has been a, a focus for OCM, you know, about, you know, safer use. That's definitely something you guys have talked about in campaign work, right? Absolutely. I think about two thirds of New Yorkers consume alcohol on a regular basis, regular basis, meaning within the past month. And about one third of New Yorkers, adult New Yorkers consume uh, cannabis at the, at uh, within a 30-day period as well. And so it's been the most secondly, second commonly used substance for decades in New York, and yet New Yorkers haven't had access to sort of what regulation brings to the table. And when we talk about harm reduction and cannabis regulation, it's really looking at things like what's in the product. So making sure that everything is regulated from seed to sale, meaning manufacturing and processing cultivation standards that protect public health and safety, meaning making sure that products are tested 
and labeled according to those test results, and individuals know exactly what it is they're consuming, especially with new product forms like edibles, where you know it can take up to two hours, even more sometimes, to feel the full onset of the effects of edibles. It's really important for consumers to understand dosing and proper serving sizes for those products. And so that's part of what our educational mission is here, but also just to make sure from starting from regulations on up that we're really looking at what is in our products and making sure consumers start to understand those parameters. Yep. And, you know, it's, you talk about, um, you know, edibles. And I think, you know, for people who are have been familiar with cannabis for years, they probably, they're, they're aware of that. But again, as we, as we legalize for New York State, there's probably a large part of the population is like, well, what's an edible and why does it take so long to take effect? Um, but that's, that's something that I've seen OCM go out with and that we've also kind of copied with the, the uh, start low, go slow sort of mentality, right? Yes, I, I often say or joke that if you... Uh, if you look within the undershirt of an OCM staff member, it says start low and go slow because <laughs> it, it really is our ethos here just to make sure that folks understand, you know, especially products that are orally consumed, it goes through your metabolism, it, go, it gets digested and that takes time. And so what we saw in other states, especially early states, is individuals weren't aware of that. The cannabis marketplace was new. Maybe they'd never had edibles in particular, maybe it'd been years since they had consumed cannabis. And so they did, they weren't aware. They thought, you know, I, I ate my edible. I didn't feel the effects. Maybe it, it's not working. Let me eat more. And that's where we saw, you know, cases of emergency room visits go up. And uh, it's something that we said, you know, we have to make sure we avoid that in New York State. We have to start educating people. And so we started to say, you know, take your edible cut it in quarters if you're new to if you're new to cannabis if you're new to edibles in particular and start low meaning start with a low dose two and a half milligrams five milligrams um, and then you can always consume more edibles but you can't consume less and so that's that go slow piece where it does take up to the to the two hours sometimes four hours to feel the full effects of edibles particularly if someone's new to them right and and you know I, on that also I mean I know uh, there's there's talk about there's different strands and different types you know have different effects uh, all other things to consider as well right what what your intended benefit from it is absolutely there's so many factors at play and so like you mentioned strains or different cultivars I think with with regulation with legalization across you know, 24 states now we we have we're seeing just great innovation in the cannabis space. And so that means that people are starting to understand and starting to do some research about what each of the components of the cannabis plant really does. And so when products are being sold now, there's a ton of information that consumers can get. Um, the research is still lagging. And I think that's something OCM definitely wants to promote and encourage and help foster in New York State some innovation in the research space so we can learn more about this plant and the hundreds of cannabinoids that are contained within it. But ultimately, you know, it comes down to a matter of consumers understanding that, you know, your low and slow, Jerry, might be different than someone else's. And, you know, it, it, it's always about what else is in your stomach, how often you consume cannabis, what your particular product is like, not just in terms of form, but in terms of cultivar and in terms of, um, you know, all these different factors. So it's it, it, such an individualized experience. And that's why we really have to break it down and start talking about serving sizes. 
And so, you know, and it's like educational for me as well. So I know I used the word strain. You said cultivar. Is that so? It's a different sort of uh, vocabulary as well that we have for it as well, I imagine, right? It's a little more planty, maybe, to okay. say cultivar than strain, um, and perhaps more, more technical. But I think it's something, you know, as we talk about nomenclature, there's a ton of different vocabulary that people use. Um, and actually, it's, it's an interesting point, too, because if you're new to the regulated cannabis space or new to cannabis, period, you walk into a licensed dispensary, you'll engage with a bud tender. A bud tender is basically the retail sales associate that is um, helping you make your purchases. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're really highly trained. They actually will be going through a specialized training that OCM will be hosting in, in addition to one from the Department of Labor. And those folks will help answer some basic questions that you might have if you're new to the space. Um, but ultimately, it comes down to just sort of learning, breaking it down, understanding what the different components are that may affect your cannabis experience. And, and, you know, the more we talk about these items, I think to myself, you know, you have your other uh, campaign, which is, you know, why buy legal? And I think all of these things we've talked about are really reasons why, you know, we're promoting people to buy legal because, you know, working with a, with a bud tender, as you said, being able to get this information, if they're, if they're unaware, if they have no history or experience with it, you know, even if they do, uh, there's so much more benefit when they buy legal. Talk, talk about that a bit, because I know that's something else that's a big message we're trying to get out. Absolutely. So OCM in April uh, launched our, our latest campaign, which, as we said, is called Why Buy Legal New York. And it's educating cannabis consumers, adult cannabis consumers, 21 and over, about the benefits of purchasing from the regulated cannabis space, meaning from a licensed cannabis dispensary, as opposed to from an illicit shop. Um, and really what we saw when the cannabis law passed, it took some time to get the Office of Cannabis Management up and running. It took some time to get the legal supply chain from seed to sale, meaning cultivators, processors, and retailers up and running to get some regulations and some guidance in place. And because of that, some illicit operators took advantage of that unique moment. And what we saw is there's actually been some tests done on some of the products that was purchased from illicit stores. Uh, this is actually from a study conducted in New York City. And they found they took products off the shelves. They tested them according to New York State laboratory testing standards, and they found contaminants that were really scary from a public health perspective, stuff like lead and salmonella and just wildly, massively mislabeled products saying that they had twice as much potency as they really had, or even more scary from the public health perspective, twice half as much potency as it truly did. So it's much more potent than the consumer thought that they would be experiencing. And so this campaign said, you know, let's, let's, use a trusted messenger. Let's have different spokespeople from across the licensed supply chain speak to why products are safer when they're regulated. And that's just exactly what we talked about. It's making sure that those um, laboratory testing standards have been upheld, that the labeling is accurate, that consumers understand what it is that they're interacting with, um, and generally that the products are safer. We say safer, not safe, just because um, it's really important to understand that it, products aren't always safe for everybody, right? They're, they're not for individuals under 21. There are um, certain precautions that pregnant individuals need to be aware of. Yeah. And then we wanted to make sure that we're messaging around how to tell what a regulated dispensary is versus an illicit shop. Yeah. So as you talk about that, I mean, how does, I mean, is there signage? Is, is it obvious when somebody walks in like, okay, this is regulated by New York State versus not really? Yes. Yeah. 
it's super critical that consumers, when they walk in, see what we're calling the sensory verification tool. It's a decal on the front window. You can scan it. It has a QR code on it. That QR code links back to the Office of Cannabis Management's website. And there you'll be able to see a list of all the regulated dispensaries in New York State. You know, it's really important that consumers are seeing that. The other thing that we often tell people to look for is once you're in that dispensary and you're purchasing your product, on that product, every regulated licensed product in New York State will have what we call the universal symbol on their label. And that universal symbol has a little warning that it has THC, that it's for 21 and over, mm-hmm. and the New York State logo right there front and center. You know, a couple of times you've you mentioned, and importantly, uh, 21 and older. Uh, and we talk about, you know, being safe for people 21 and older. Talk about, um, you know, storage of cannabis, you know, households that, that have young children or teenagers who are curious. I know that's something else uh, that you've promoted and it's, it is the, the proper and safe storage of the products. Yeah. Thank you so much for bringing this up. Safe storage of cannabis products is something that we've uh, included as a message in both of our campaigns thus far. In Cannabis Conversations, which is our first campaign just educating the general public, New Yorkers, about what was legal and what was not under the law and for whom. And then also in Why by Legal New York. And it'll continue to be a message that we tell. We work closely with the two poison centers in New York State because um, edibles, for example, look like gummies. Uh, They look like products that, you know, the products I'm seeing from the illicit market, Jerry, the the ones that we've actually specifically seized from illicit stores, they look, we often call them copycat products. They look like uh, Chips Ahoy or Sour Patch Kids. And I mean, just carbon copies of the packaging, of the labeling of the product itself. And so in New York State, we have really strict packaging, labeling, marketing, and advertising standards. They're robust. They help make sure that we're first and foremost ensuring that those products are not attractive to individuals under 20, under 21. The other thing is, you know, all of our packaging from regulated stores comes in child-resistant packaging. But still, when those products go home or when kids are in the home, we talk about keeping them, storing them in the original packaging because it is child-resistant, and then keeping them locked, out of reach, and out of sight of both children and pets too, because we know dogs, cats get curious. Oh yeah, that's for sure. We hear warnings of all kinds of things. So that makes sense to add that to the list. You know, I'm going to take a second too, as you talk about locking things up in, in the home, uh, going to throw out some props to the Oasis team here, uh, our prevention team. They have these uh, locking medication storage bags uh, that are also uh, smell proof, which I think is important. You know, if you have curious teenagers, even certainly, um, but, but it locks up. It's got a combination, and uh, I know we've had a lot of people very happy when we hand those out at events. And, uh, just another tool to help people store these things properly and keep everything safe. Um, Absolutely. And echoing that shout-out to prevention team because we've actually copied that idea and have some um, of those smell-proof lockable bags as well because it is such a great measure of making sure that the, they're out of reach and out of sight of children and pets. And like you said, children... Um, even though teenagers don't always want to admit that they're children, <laughs> anyone under 21, you know, you have your five-year-olds, you have you have your teenagers, and, and there's kind of different strategies that need to be deployed for each of those populations. Yeah. Um, so actually, in one of our advertisements for Why by Legal New York, you see um, someone locking up the product in one of those lockable bags and then storing it out of reach and out of sight just to help illustrate that point. 
Yeah. And, and you're absolutely, I mean, you know, I have had many teenagers go through my home as they've grown up through the years and they're curious. I mean, <laughs> even if they don't know what they're looking for, they're very often out there looking for anything interesting that they could discover. So uh, smart, to exactly. be, smart to be prepared and ready for something like that. Hey, uh, Lila, this has been great. We've uh, been able to share a lot of good information. You know, last thing I want to ask you is, um, where you guys are at right now, what is the biggest challenge, I guess? Uh, and maybe this is a, a real difficult question to answer. Maybe there's there's many challenges. But as far as, you know, communicating to people about the importance of, of buying legal, I mean, what what is the biggest challenge right now? You talked about the, the illicit supply, certainly. Um, but, mm -hmm. you know, what what's the next, like, item that you feel like you need to tackle to, to convey that message? Yeah, that's a good question, Darian. It's really like drinking you know, trying to drink from a fire hose right now is because, uh, like you said, you know, there's decades of prohibition of cannabis where there really wasn't that robust education that was tailored to different messages, tailored to different audiences. And so because of that, it feels like we have decades to make up for um, in terms of that education. So we started with a general population campaign. We moved on to a campaign for cannabis consumers. And then next on the horizon, what we'd like to do is a, a series of twins, we'll call them twin campaigns, one geared towards parents, trusted adults, and mentors, and then one geared towards kids. Just like we talked about today, mm. you know, there, it's so important that as we're doing this messaging, as we're focusing on harm reduction, we're also making sure that youth are aware that this new regulated industry is not for them. Um, and, and giving parents, adults, the tools to be able to say, you know, to have those conversations with the kids in their lives because it is such a new landscape and it's new for everybody is really where we're headed next. Um, but ultimately, you know, we want to make sure we have tailored materials available for, for all on the Office of Canvas Management's website. And so there's a, a, a huge tranche of those educational materials that we really do encourage people to take a look at. And an excellent analogy, drinking from the fire hose. So much, so much to try to figure out all at once. Lila, thank you for uh, for joining us on the podcast. I know there are resources online. Certainly, we've got them at Oasis, and OCM has them on uh, the agency website as well, right? Absolutely. You can uh, go to cannabis.ny.gov and also follow the Office of Cannabis Management social media accounts on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all the old uh, familiar characters. Yep. All right. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you. Really appreciate it. For more information about New York's adult use cannabis laws and how cannabis affects your health, head to our website, oasas.ny.gov cannabis. And that's it for this week. We will see you next time on Addiction, The Next Step. <laughs>